Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about our 0-2 Vikings. Um, you know, ugly display of fumbles. Um, we were just talking before we hit the record button that, you know, quarterback to have three, even four picks is not crazy in a game. You, you do see it. I remember uh, a bucket. Who was that? Dilfer, I think Dilfer threw like six or seven picks against the Vikes back in the day. But to have all the fumbles that you just put on the ground never to be returned is such a Minnesota sports and slash Vikings thing to do. So we're going to talk it through a little bit what went wrong in Philly. Neither of us picked us to win the game. Uh, they definitely, you know showed some some gumption to come back in that game because it sure felt like um, that Cowboy game from last year. It felt like it was going to be like 45-7 to seven there for a while. So uh, there are minor, let me repeat that, minor positives to take out of it. But man, just like P.J. Flex says and every other college uh, coach, the ball is the program. Let's uh, get with the program, shall we? Anyway, we do have some good news as far as a guard signing uh, that we'll get into. But, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of talk it through. It's such a rarity through first two games for this many fumbles. And, like I said, it just lines up with Minnesota sports. But, yeah, we're going to – we can't stop the run. We can't run. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, um, yet some of the local media are just paying attention to just random stuff, uh, Cousins, Quasi, just just random shit that just doesn't even line up. Uh, but we'll get into it. Then, of course, um, you know, we'll look to next week. 0-2 is bad, right? But 0-3 is dreadful. Even in a shitty North Division, we'll preview the home game against the Chargers. And then, you know, if you've been t- following the show for quite some time, uh, we do wrap it up with a Gopher segment. Uh, rough one on the road as far as consistency. Didn't get the job done. Quarterback had a rough one um, and all that good stuff, unfortunately. But then we had, you know, we'll talk about the game next week and all that good stuff. If this is your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope radio. You don't have to go to blog talk and rope and download the show directly there. If you don't want to, you can find this show in a variety of places under the Rope Dope Radio. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and a variety of other platforms. Also, check out the Living in Loserville Spricker page. Uh, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to the GruelingTruth.com and Sports News 24. One more thing sign up for Direct TV Stream and save $30 plus add Direct TV Sports Pack. Get the NFL, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, SEC Network, Big Ten Network, stream with no strings, live sports news and on-demand, no annual contract, no hidden fees, no satellite dish, no cable, limited time. Remember, save $30 on DirecTV Stream. Choose the DirecTV Stream package that's right for you, starting at $74.99. And one more thing, last day to get this, sign up for NFL Kickoff Weekend on YouTube or YouTube TV. It offer ends tomorrow. Okay, that's just a one popper right there. Anyway, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, we know it's not 
as bad as, say, the Lions franchise, right? They haven't been to the playoffs, I think, since 1993 or something like that. Um, but if we're going to talk about Detroit, they do have the Red Wings, <laughs> they do have the Tigers, and they do have the Pistons. So, therefore, they have won a championship in recent years, right? Uh, but that shit, so far through two games, but especially just what transpired, Aaron, uh, last Thursday, it seems like a long time ago, um, that just kind of lines up with good old-fashioned Minnesota sports slash Minnesota Vikings, my friend. Really does. <laughs> Excuse me. They, uh, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but there were points in the game which were exactly as bad as I thought it was going to be, um, particularly that drive where Philly said, you know what, let's just run the ball. And then from then on, I knew it was okay. This one's kind of a wrap because all they have to do is just go back to that and bully their defensive line and get down the field. And if you can just run the ball like that, why would you stop? You know? So, um, but I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I thought it was going to be very similar to uh, our trip to Philly last year where I think it was 33, three or something like that. And it really wasn't. I thought we played fairly well, uh, but the turnovers were a big deal. And, you know, I thought the point about the turnovers, Chris, we mentioned a little bit off air was that you just didn't get any of them back. You lost all the fumbles and you got, you know, Kirk through the interceptions. Now, my thing about Kirk and interceptions is I'm not going to ever complain about his interceptions because I'd rather have him throwing balls, getting intercepted than checking down, checking down, checking down. And he had a tendency to do that uh, in his first couple years here. And so I'd rather take chances, throw the ball, and, you know, a lot of it's maybe a pass a little too high, somebody bobbles a pass, ball gets tipped. You get some of those in there. And But turnovers are turnovers, Chris, and it's really hard to win when you're giving the ball up like this, and that's obvious and fundamental. And so I think that that's something that even O'Connell shouldn't even have to say, but I hope he, you know, reiterates quite a bit that you just got to hang on to the ball. The ball's a program. The ball is everything, especially, you know, possessions, put your defense on a short field. Um, So I think that was the tale of the game. It wasn't much more than the turnovers, I think. Obviously, if you could have maybe had one less turnover, you would have been in there. And I just blame, you know, I just blame the kicker. It was a terrible onside kick attempt and cost (laughs) us the game. And, you know, that's my that's my take. That's my Twitter angle for uh, for that game in Philly. Man, if you would have dropped that puppy Thursday night, whoo-wee, you'd have a million impressions right about now, my friend. That That is – I'm going to actually search Twitter. I bet you someone tried with that. Uh, that would be – that would be hilarious, dude. No, it, ain't, it all came that we blame special teams, actually. You're like, wait, what? You talking about the punter? No, I'm talking about the onside kick. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, the picks are picks. I mean, he didn't – like to clarify, he didn't throw a pick in this game, but it's, I guess, you know, I, 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 he threw a pick last game, but obviously the ball got stripped from someone. So I don't know. It's more of a strip fumble, I guess, but he didn't have possession, but it's so odd. Like I said earlier, you know, I think everybody's had a three, you know, if you've started long enough, you've had three picks in a game or whatever, but to have six fumbles, there's only been like four fucking, I mean, the last time through two halves in two games, the last time someone tur- had six fumbles, not just turnovers, but fumbles, was the good old Minnesota Vikings 2005. I mean, the stats are just 
nuts when it comes to this stuff. And then we can talk about not stopping the run and not running. This is Dusty Dustin Baker. The Vikings have rushed the ball 26 times through 20 or two, two games. That's the third fewest rushing attempts in NFL history. It's the lowest yards we've had uh, ever. Um, the Vikings are the first team in 20 years to start the first two games of the season with six or more fumbles. The last team was the 2003 St. Louis Rams. Now, they ended up with a good record, but that's you know neither here nor there. It's just crazy if you look at only seven teams have reached the uh, the playoffs, uh, being 0-2 with that six you know six uh, minus six turnover differential. Um, it, it, it's just ugly. And when you look at the first down rushes, Aaron, 19 to zero. That's the largest differential in rushing first downs in any NFL game in the last 30 freaking. Years. I mean, when you're looking at it, five minutes to go in the second quarter, just plays in general, 31 to 14. The clock at that time was 18 to 1811 to 6:51. I mean, every little like we should have got our ass kicked in this one. We really should have got our ass kicked in this one. And so there is, like you said, yeah, it was 13 out of 16 on that drive as far as run plays. And like you said, why why stop at that point? Now, you know, the defense, we have to cut a little slack to it because when you're – it's it basically was 40-20 a time of possession. And that is so rare in the NFL, Aaron, because usually that's, you know, college, the Gophers, Wisconsin, Iowa, the military schools, you know. I think Navy switching up their – their stuff now. They're not going to be just a running team. But when you're 40 to 20 in the pros, it like I said, that is a rarity, man. And, and so they, I don't know. It's like I want to, you know, the fact that they're in a new system, the fact that it's only two games, the fact that they were able to stop the run. You know, how last week, how many great offensive lines and then the combo quarterback wide receiver when it comes to, you know, run pass options, how many people are we, you know, how many people are we going to actually face that can do this? So you could say, well, what about that quarterback? Yeah, but what about their offensive line? So there's not, there's not a, a bunch of them, let's put it that way. So there, there is some of that. Uh, last year, like you said, we got our ass kicked. It was kind of nice that we were showing life even before we get down to 27 to 7. But yeah, it really was the timing on those. Um, you know, the, a couple balls got over the heads of the safeties right away. Jackson, who came in for Metellus, who got hurt early in that game. Jackson came in. Uh, we only we did stop him to a field goal, though. Got the ball back, the Vikings did. And it was literally pressure on all three downs. There, that tack, that nose tackle didn't get called on that helmet-to-helmet. I can't, the one that, you know, just said Cleveland, excuse, excuse me, I'm going to set you aside here and I'm going to go to your, your buddy here, Kirk. But, uh, that play was like, oh, dude, what are we going one on one with that guy for? But, um, it would, I, it's funny because although it should have been called helmet to helmet, clearly, there, the intent was not there by Davis, in my opinion. So if the NFL didn't all the time, for the most part, call this stuff, <coughs> it wouldn't have bugged me. But I do like – I wish that was a non-call because I do think he wasn't leading with this helmet. I will say that. But either way, 
it was just ugly right off the bat. Um, and then, you know, a key thing, you, you know, you get, you all, you actually, speaking of fumbles, they fumbled the freaking punt. Um, and, and then we almost got it. We did manage to, to get it over three and oh, and then, you know, Powell, Strike me if I'm wrong. I heard through two people now, I think one was the head coach, Aaron, that Paul hadn't lost Paul hadn't lost a a fumble in his career. And the dude goes to the Minnesota Vikings in his second game, has a great return, and then gets a fumble on his on his docket. I mean, isn't that just Minnesota there? It is. That game is full of it. Like, you know, Jefferson at the goal line, that's a thing that just doesn't happen. I know he's struggling to get it. Um, and the interesting hand placement on the tackle, I think, is what people are making an excuse for uh, why he might have let the ball go there. Um, I don't know about that, but I do know that all these interesting anomalies are just, like you said, that's just Viking football. There's the stats you brought up. Uh, the you know, I don't understand, Chris. Obviously, time of possession is going to be off kilter because you're not running the football you're not attempting to run the football um which is odd for us because we're pretty run heavy under uh with Kirk Cousins we've been a run heavy team even last year we were pretty run heavy at least set up the run set up we, the pass we were run happy last year though yeah but we ran a lot we more fourth in attempts in passing last year we still ran a lot more than this i mean this is kind of ridiculous now leads me to the question is it because we can't run and they know we can't run, thus Reisner? Or is it because, you know, they just feel like we're better off throwing the ball schematically in, you know, in Philadelphia? There was that game, I don't remember what season, but it's infamous where Brady came in, didn't throw against the the Williams wall at all or right. didn't run against that, and they just threw. I mean, maybe it was a game plan thing, but that's two games in a row. So I'm more inclined to believe that you can't run the ball, and if that is the case, why not? Um, obviously Bradbury's out. Maybe he's a big reason why, um, you can't run the ball. Maybe it has to do with timing or block calls or whatever. I don't know, but it is odd. Um, and then the fumbles, like you said, the other team, obviously the Minnesota Vikings with the number of fumbles that we've lost. Um, so just, we've kind of, you know, we're stuck in this thing here. This Viking existence is full of anomalies and rule books and weird stuff. (laughs) It's just constant. It never ends. Um, you know, maybe that's from Marshall running the wrong way. Who knows? You know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's just an endless array of anomalies. Nonetheless, um, defensively, Chris, I just think, you know, during that long drive where I was just the whole time going, yeah, that makes sense. 13 runs. We can't stop the run. Six yards, four yards, three yards, you know, nine yards. And, you know, we put played Swift enough times against the Lions. He's not that great a back. Um, sure. So, you know, that's when I knew it was just kind of like, okay, this game is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Now, I don't know about, you know, offensively, but I think how it went defensively was what I thought. But I was more surprised, I think, because I didn't mention, I was more afraid of their defensive line than I was their offensive line. But now I think the tail of the game there was their offensive line and just the domination uh, therein. And so I think, you know, I mixed up the lines, but when they have two great lines and an offense and a defensive line and ours are mid to not very good, um, that's just the way the game's going to go. 
Turnovers were a problem, yes. But I think that if you put that game into a, a tight situation for, let's say, a half, um, you're just going to see Philly running the ball constantly and us not being able to stop it. It's not how it worked out, but after they did that drive, it was pretty much a uh, case closed for me. Yeah, because that drive you're talking about was 10-7, um, where, where it was, uh, you know, that long-ass 16. That's six. We, we Last week we allowed a 16-75. This week we allowed a 16-75. And we had a 15 I think 44, but they had to punt, which was like, hey, all right. I mean, 15 plays, and it was like nine minutes, but hey, they had to punt. You know, you're like, yeah, that's kind of good. I'm not totally sure. Um, either way, we, we kind of knew both, both lines were better than ours, and we were bringing more pressure early in the game, and then it was like, you know, have three rush, drop eight, and so – it did tweak some of that passing game, but like you said, they made the adjustment of, well, let's just run. And next thing you know, when you're in that three-three-five, which it looked like we're in a lot, because like I said, it did have some success early. They weren't, they didn't put twenty-four and twenty-seven or whatever it was on us, you know, last year in the first half when they, when they did that. But it, it, they just basically doubled all, you know, all three guys on the defensive line, and then. It's like, all right, now these four linebackers or three linebackers in the safety or an extra, you know, it matters which, you know, category we have out there in the lineup. But it's just most of our linebackers besides, like, I mean, half of the linebackers are defensive end drafted in, played in as a pro. So it is kind of funky. It did seem like, you know, now can, you know, can half the teams do that against us? Probably not. Are there a couple more teams that could probably do that? With us, yeah, probably, just because of their great offensive line. But, um, yeah, I mean, we knew that they had the, you know, we definitely knew that they had that uh, that that advantage, us, no doubt about it. But um, I don't know. It's just like when it was – I just didn't think – I hear what you're saying, you know, but when it's only 10-7 to 7, and then we go back and we actually – what I did like the adjustment is just let's just get the ball up quick. Let's just get it out quick. And yeah. that drive, that very next drive, eight plays, 74 yards, we were getting the ball out quick, short, mid, and we even went uh, deep with the ball. And it just so happens that Jefferson, you know, lost the ball going for it. And most of the time, people get close to the end zone, they go for it. People could tell you on fourth down, oh, just do it on fourth down. That's why I've heard that for so long. Yeah, but we see it all the freaking time, man. You know, that that's just how it goes. I, I don't look at that that bad. Now, they went and got a 61-yard field goal, so that wasn't the best thing there. But Always against the Vikings. 61, yeah, 63, yep. 65, just more anomalies. He's never kicked more than a 50. He hasn't even attempted a 50-yarder. 61. Um, but let me, let me go back to that Jefferson play there, right? So a lot of people that night were just honed in on I hate that 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 rule, right? I hate the rule. And I just think that's emotionally Vikings stuff because in media members are saying it. I hate that rule. I hate that rule. Then they'd show, like, the angle that made it look like it was still on his hand, like he was reaching it out. But all the other angles clearly show that the ball came out early. To me, I think it's like, dude, it's been the rule for how long? You know, like, what do you – like, the end zone's different, you know? It is different. Like, how many times have we seen someone 
you know, whether it's our, our squad, the bikes or somebody else on us, you know, fumble a ball and it's a first down, you know? And of all the rules, of all the rules, that's the one you hate? Cause I can think of a couple other than, yeah. Thank you. It's like, dude, it's a special place, you know? So if he fumbles it, like when we fumble the ball close to there and our guy, so should our guy not be able to be able to pick it up? Like if our guy, you know, it's like I kept trying to ask people, okay, so you're, you're saying it's not a normal place, but it is because you get two points there, you get six points there. You know, there's so much that goes on in the end zone. It's not like a normal thing. So they, they keep saying, yeah, but when you're in the normal play of field, if it goes out of bounds, no one recovers it, it's your ball. So what do you want them to do? So you so you recover it at the where, where you lost it, then we just get the ball back? It just And then I'm like, well, so that means do you want to just change the rule and say, you, you know, if someone did recover it and it was the Vikings in there, that's not a touchdown, bring it back? It's just a weird – I don't know. I just saw that left and right. I was like, dude, you guys are just emotional. It's a touchback. The end zone is a special place. It's always been a touchback. It's it's not like they're changing it back and forth and what do you want? Right. You want first and goal at the at the one? It's, you know, what? it just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I think you're right. The knee jerk with that is – you know, there's a lot of rules. I mean, every year, Chris, we go through this thing where, you know, deep at the bottom of the rule book, you know, something's there that we didn't. So, oh, I yeah. guess that's the rule. You know, that's Viking football. It says it right three, there. Okay, every, sure. Every three to five games, you know, it seems yeah. like we're digging deep into the rule book. And so of all the rules, this is the one that, that you don't like. It's pretty standard. It's been there forever. It sucks, man. I mean, it was a touchdown or close to a touchdown uh, taken off the board. and uh all right, yeah, but you don't have to get emotional and tell you I hate the rules and uh, and all that stuff. I, I, I'm with you on that one. I just think, you know, it is what it is. It's not going to happen often. And how many times has Jefferson, you know, right. managed to find the end zone in, in possible ways? It's it's not something uh, that you'll get used to. And you said this is a lot of these first two weeks, Chris. It's, you know, without the preseason and, with, you know, I don't know what happened in the in the joint practices, except for maybe they figured out they can't run the football, so they didn't want to even <laughs> yeah. attempt it. Um, you know, things are going to work themselves out, and I think defensively that's another thing. Like you and I, off air, we talked about, like, we're just watching numbers, trying to figure out who's who, where they are, what's Metallus doing on a lot of plays. Um, and then he goes out of the game. Jackson comes in. They go right at him. Yeah. Um, and he didn't turn around and look for the ball either, so mm-hmm. he could have easily stopped yeah, he was that there. pass or oh, picked yep. it. You know, no, if he there. just turned around, uh-huh. could have picked that ball. It was underthrown. Um, but, I mean, that's that's football. That's the way it is. And, you know, I don't like the subjectivity like you're saying about the helmet, the helmet thing. You know, any call that's a judgment call, which, you know, they're inevitable. You're going to have a few of them. There's holding. There's pass interference. There's a bunch of calls that just up to the refs. And they can't right. really be, you know, um, spotting the ball and things like that. Um, obviously, you want to try to get those more uniform, but something hard and fast, like, you know, fumbling out of the end zone. Uh, that's not something I'm really looking to change. That's pretty clear. You know, uh, there's not a lot of question in that. So I like those type of rules as opposed to, you know, well, he, you know, he tugged his jersey and or he spit on the guy and it's past. Like I just, I'd rather have those you know, cut dry so rules. Yeah. You know, as opposed to judgment calls. And so I'll take that every day. And then, you know, people make mistakes. It happens as life. 
Um, might've cost you a game, but I really don't think that was the play that cost you. And, um, you know, and you're not going to see Jefferson do that often. Yeah. And if roles are reversed, are we out there going, I hate this rule. This is a garbage rule. And then show like hurts from a weird angle, making it look like you did it. No, we're not going to do that. Why would we do that? Cause we benefited from it. And it's fair. Everything's fair by the goal line because you fucking know the rule. I just don't get that. But so that sucked. A couple things sucked, right? But you're like, dude, we're in this game. We're right here. We're right here. And then this is where the difference is about when you have two quality tackles like we do, right? At least Cousins can see what's coming at him, right? But once that fucking blindside's done, it's a wrap. And that's back-to-back weeks now. Bam, fumble, touchdown, three and out, quick strike. They popped it over, actually, us again. Touchdown. It's, 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 now it's 27 to seven. Two TDs in four minutes was just a horrible way to start the second half. But on a third and 10, Addison comes through with another long touchdown to make it 27 to 14. Um, that that's where, you know, I think back-to-back three and outs, and then the Eagles had that 15-play drive. Um, but Hunter had back-to-back sacks. One of them was a coverage sack. I think uh, there was a TD, but the holding was nullified that on that play. But we managed to get that punt back, and that was definitely a big one. And then they had a really nice drive. Jefferson was going off for, like, 20 yards. Um, had a, a, a variety of really good catches on that one, and then – Osborne just wide open. It's 27-21. And now I'm like, okay, you know, I'm starting to see, um, like you said, now the Eagles are in full. We're going to run it mode. And where we were kind of still stuck in the stuck in that third and drop eight, which had worked for a little bit, but it, it, it did feel like, okay, we got to switch it up because they are running. And like you said, it was just a dominant drive to completely put that game away. And we got to give them credit because they, you know, they just went down and said, all right, cool. Yeah, that's great. It's a good game. Watch this. I'm going to hold the ball a little bit and score. And, yeah, I I give us credit for not shutting down. We did have that 10-play drive of our own, 34-28, six-point game. But, you know, you you pretty much after – once you're – once it's 27-20-21, and you know if you score a touchdown, well, I shouldn't say this, Aaron, because we don't know if we would hit that extra point. So we can't just give us an extra point there. So we at least know it would have been tied 27-27, right? So you know, man, if you get that ball back, I felt like we were going to score no matter what. But it was just a matter of getting the ball back. And they didn't get the ball back. No, they didn't. And you mentioned Addison. He's looking good, man. He's smooth. Um, doesn't look like it's too big for him. I think he's wide receiver too. Uh, you might not line up at it, but, uh, that's a choice. I, you may want to force feed Osborne, who's, I think, more naturally a three anyway. And, um, I think Addison, you know, let's give him a shot and see what he can do on the other side. Uh, he's kind of in the slot right now, which I think is a good spot for him doing his size and everything. He gets into the scene. He makes good, runs good routes and catches the ball. I mean, what more can you ask for, uh, from him? And, you're right about the tackles, Chris. Uh, you know, you want to have Darius on the blind side. It's, it's so you, different. You have dude. your choice. It you is so different without there, him, you know? man. That Dallas, that was a preview that Dallas game last year. Remember yeah. how bad that was? Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's frustrating to watch. And you're right, quick, hit the ball out. 
all that stuff that they did, uh, those are necessary adjustments that needed to be made. I mean, you couldn't sit in there with, I don't know, was one of that Georgia kid on the other side is like a, a couple years as a new Reggie White. He's just so big, he's so strong. There's just not a lot of uh, people that can deal with that. And um, as long as he keeps his nose clean and just focus on football, that kid's going to be a force. Um, and, you know, you're right about the not – uh, kind of a semblance of being a game again, but you kind of knew it wasn't going to be a game again. It, just because that drive was, again, they just said, okay, watch this, run the ball, eat the clock, score the touchdown. And it, that was the tail. And so I know people got excited and they thought, okay, there's a chance you could have beat the Eagles. You know, all right, technically, yes, you could have beat the Eagles. Especially because of the six point thing. I think that does make a little yeah. bit of difference. But, Even with our struggles with extra yeah. points. You weren't going to beat the Eagles, all right? I don't know how the game flow would have went where you'd beat. Unless they come out and just, you know, shit the bed. You're not going to beat the Eagles at home um, with their fronts. And as opposed to ours, it's just against it's against football logic. Um, and I'm not saying they're, gonna, they're the best team in the world or anything, but where we're weak, they are strong, might be the strongest in the league. And that's just not going to going to help you and I think defense is coming together on our side it's not there yet work in progress I think we need something down there if we can sign a a, a big defensive tackle maybe just for the rotation like Akeem Hicks or Tonga let's get some more plays for Tonga what's he I think he's had 16 reps I think nice. he's only been in 16 plays so far nice he's really he's really uh he's really shown no, he hasn't. There. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't been playing. Sarcasm. Oh, we uh, might as well, though, right? Yeah. I mean, they're running He's the flash, man. He's flashing. Um, but, yeah, we need something there because uh, you got to keep guys off these linebackers. They're small. You know, I thought Hicks is playing well in what he's asked to do. Um, but you're young. You know, Pace hasn't seen everything. Asamoah hasn't seen everything. They're going to get tricked. They're going to get misdirectioned. They're going to get caught in the wash. Those are natural things that are going to happen you can't afford to do that if you don't have someone in there to stop the run and Phillips you know he's an average guy but he's just a guy I think and and so is uh the Lowry guy he's good you know in a rotation solid player uh every down guy I don't know nothing spectacular about him if they can hold up that's the way it goes and I'm not saying a 90 year old Limbaugh is going to help but in a rotation could help same thing with Hicks could help and you got a little money and you know, let's talk, Chris, a little bit about, because you did brush on it earlier, about the offensive line and Reisner and where he fits in. And now Questenberry, who I totally forgot until last game that we had signed uh, earlier in the year. Uh, I, you know, talking off air with you, I was thinking just replace the two guards and move Ezra to tackle, to be the swing tackle that Ole Udo was. Um, but you have Brandle there as well to pick up some slack. And you're going to have Derisaw coming back, so you might not need two swing tackles. But nonetheless, I don't think Cleveland would mind going back to tackle where he has a chance to make some more money. And I think it's solid to have the two vets in the guard positions, give Ingram a little backup time. And I think that's the best thing to do going forward, unless you know Bradbury's out for an extended amount of time, and then maybe you want to move Questenberry to center or something, or try Schlotman. But I really think that, and I'm really I just like saying Schlotman. I know it's fun to say, but I'm interested in your thoughts because I really think if you go, you know, best case scenario, 
You go uh, Darisaw, Questenberry, Bradbury when he's healthy, Schlotman when he's not, um, Reisner, and then O'Neal. That's that's the best possible line you can have in that com- combination there. Yeah, I mean, you, you basically summed it up perfectly. There's really not uh, anything I can answer on your question because I, I really think that that sounds about right. I'm just happy that they actually uh, – went out and got it. I, I would have preferred them to do this when he was here visiting um, because it gets him in the playbook and whatnot. Now, as far as the the blocking schemes go and all that, you know, he, he should be okay there because of who we have on our roster uh, as far as well, not roster, but coaching roster, I guess you could say, because, you know, he has connections there. So he, the, the ideas and stuff that we're doing there, he should be able to catch up. But I, I would have liked to – because I don't think they just gave him a playbook. Hey, man, just in case you sign here, here's the playbook. You know, you know. So I, I, I would have preferred it then, but I'll take it. I will take it because ultimately, it's not like he's got to run routes exactly how Coach, Coach Kale wants it, which we know that's always different with every uh, offensive mind and all that. So I love it. I absolutely love it. He's solid. He's been like above average. Um, at least um, the left guard he's played, I think it's been four straight years, uh, pass protect. He, he's a real deal left guard. We didn't have to – it was only 4.1 mil. I think two point something of that is guaranteed. This is kind of the guy we were talking about, you know. I think it's a step up from 2019, dude. I can't – I'm losing his name right now. But he had started for like five straight years, of course, until he came here. He got hurt. Unfortunately, his career's done because he got, I think, two concussions that year. But you could tell that it was like, all right, dude, this dude's a, this dude's a vet, you know. So I love it. I, I wish they would have done it earlier, but it's not like it's too late, um, being that it's an offensive lineman. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. I, I think it should have been, um, you know, it should have been it should have been done. But, yeah, that that's that'll work. I mean, we, we really just need that and then Darisaw back if we can get Darisaw back and I agree I mean I don't know you know maybe it is you know what you said with the other right tackle maybe he'll play right tackle I don't know it does seem like if some guys started for four years left guard you might as well do that uh and and like you said Cleveland maybe in the end he wants to start but he is going to probably feel a lot better at tackle and and who knows just for depth uh with Brantell like you said we I know he's been uh you know playing a bunch of different positions too or whatever, uh, just as something, you know, just to put something in there. But he did hold up okay as a backup. So, yeah, I really like it. Um, going back to what you said before, though, about we really, you know, if, if you just played that game again, um, they were going to win no matter what. I kind of disagree only because of the 4-0 to zero tur- or 4-1, to one, the four turnovers on the fumbles. So, I mean, one, one of them was going to be a TD probably – the other was going to put us in field goal position on that punt return. I still think we had a pretty good shot to win that game if it's just two to one rather than four to one. Um, but, but come uh, January, you know, first round. Well, that probably won't be in the first round. <laughs> Maybe they already have a bye. But yeah, I don't think we're a better team than them. But that given night, I actually was kind of impressed that we kept going with it, unlike last year. Um, but I'm with you, man. I think you, you said that offensive line, like the rotation on it. I, I would love it with that. Yeah, I would love it if it's, if it's that. 
because, like you said, two vets, dude. It's better than what we got. There's no point in keep watching the same freaking thing over. And then Tonga, I think they should give more reps there. Is he, you know, is he a, you know, it's just a run stuffer. And that's the thing. Are our outside linebackers, do they fit this scheme? Because, like you said, the two insides, they're doing their job pretty well, it appears. And so if we're going to have these guys clogged up with double teams and they want to run us down with that three three five, then we got to – the outside linebackers got to do something, and the only guy right now that's doing something is Hunter, and that is a positive. Three sacks, four sacks overall. He's getting pressure. He's running through double teams. That's the thing, and it's different type of double teams, Aaron, in this three-four alignment. It's not right. On, it's like a double layer. You know, it's like you got to get through the first guy, then there's another guy. You know, it's it's not like a tight end and a tackle right on the line of scrimmage which is what he's used to. But that has been really great to see him thriving right now. And Cousins, Jefferson, you named a couple folks, obviously Addison, they're thriving right now. Um, so a lot of our stars actually are, are thi- thri- thriving right now. We just need the other one. And I'm with you. I love Osborne, but it's time for Jordan to be number two. And, you know, Osborne had that, Two weird plays in the first game. Had two drops, very unlike him. Um, I don't know if he's feeling a little bit of pressure. I mean, he's not the only one bobbling shit around. So, you know, maybe it comes down to that preseason stuff. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just think, uh, it, it obviously, it's a, it, we have to win, you know, coming up or, or it's done. Um, it's a wrap. It, it, I don't know. What do you, do, do you, do you replace Ingram then and say, hey, dude, you're only in your second year of a four-year deal. You know, you just haven't lived up to it right now. Maybe we'll go back to you. I, I'm with you. I, I think you should. I think, I think just, uh, you know, I think you're right about that. And I don't, although we do see the line, we both see eye to eye on that. I don't think that's what the Vikings are going to do. I think you're going to see Derisaw, Cleveland, Schlotman, probably uh, Reisner, maybe not this week, but soon and then you'll have because I don't think they're gonna just move Cleveland like that it's just not something that I think they would do I'd be very surprised if they did and I'd be happy about it but you know Questenberry he came he can do all the line positions so do you move him to center it's gonna be we'll see what they do Chris but I think the optimum we pointed out but how long does it take him to get there you know two games three games four games no, you know, right. never get there. It depends. And I think if you can do that and, and get that line uh, to a point where, like we said, the, the blessed league average, the blessed, you know, 15, the blessed 13 to 15 ranked line, that's wonders because you start running the ball again, you know, balancing right. the offense, play action becomes a thing again. Uh, Kirk can work. There's Addison now and you, things can start to come together offensively that they haven't already. Um, and so I think that's, you can fix that offensive. And then you start to go, okay, well, we have a powerful offense, make up for our defense being young and inexperienced and, and, and the shortcomings there. We can score quickly. So if you want to go and do a 13 minute, you know, 12 play, 12 run play drive, uh, we can come back and get you in, in two minutes and score, you know, um, without a problem. Cause I think Kirk can do that. Um, and it, if you have the weapons and all we ever, you know, it's so weird, Chris, uh, just to go off on a tangent. It's like for the last few years, we've, 
our skill positions are probably top five in the league offensively. We just have line problems, you know, uh, and that's been the issue. So you've got, you know, Kirk is, you know, what is he, the second oldest quarterback in the league now, so you could say the second most experienced quarterback, and he's improved his play over his tenure here, so much so that I'll admit that, which is, you know, not an easy thing to admit. Um, and then you have, you know, Jefferson, Addison, Osborne, uh, those are three quality wide receiver. You got Hawk now. Running backs, are, you know, Madison's a, a back. You know, he'll work. Um, so I think, you know, that's been an issue with this line. And we just – do we think we can get away with it? Is that what's been going on? It, it's just an interesting <coughs> – excuse me. Um, it's been an interesting thing that – why they haven't fixed it or even drafted or – it's just weird. I don't know. But nonetheless, if you can fix this with Questenberry, Reisner – and put it into the, you know, the soup, it's going to, it'll work. And then I think you can start to talk about winning some games that you probably shouldn't because offensively you can overcome what a young defense might give up. And obviously on top of all of that is just, you need to hang on to the ball. You need to not fumble. You don't turn the ball over. Um, That's fundamental as it gets, but if you can reduce the turnovers, fix the offensive line, at least you'll have a powerful offense and that's something to go into games with. Yeah, and people win 10, 11 games with that alone a fair amount, or at least 500 just off of offense, you know. I mean, the Lions made a hell of a second-half push just off offense. So you're right. I I, I agree with you there. Um, and, you know, the thing about uh, Matson is, like, his his yards after the first contact have actually been good so far. So that's – it's one thing to be like, all right, dude, we're not being able to run the ball, but and, and you know, don't get me wrong. When it's twenty-seven to seven, of course you're you're not going to run the ball as much. But last week and this week and last year, we literally were like twenty-seventh in rush attempts last year, and we had a good running back. You know, um, so I, I just don't because you can only short pass so much, and and we I'm saying that's our thing. Let's just do quick passing to, to you know West Coast style. That's cool, but that's going to get caught up to, too. So you're going to have to run the damn ball, you know. And we did chuck it around the field these last two games. I mean, just look at the numbers, dude. They're they're right there. But I did see uh, Seifer bring that up, saying, hey, you know, maybe we should at least try to establish the damn run. And just going off Reisner last year, right, he gave up 29 pressures, three sacks. If you, you put Ingram and Cleveland together, 16 sacks, 118 pressures. Um, it's just a lot, you know. But, yeah, you do – you do. I don't know. It's, you just got to try it. You got to keep trying it. You, you just have to keep trying, especially when you talked about this two tight ends set and you talked about having a new tight end that can run a uh, block really well. And I just think that you can't give it up. Yeah, we get it. 27-7, you're not going to run the ball much. But it was happening before that, and I just don't think – and it'd be different if we were sustaining these drives all the time, or a fair amount of time, and we were top 10 in sustained drives. We're not, though, and we weren't last year. We have these three-and-out issues, and a lot of it is because they don't establish the run, and they'll catch up with it. And even if it is, we kept saying that last year, just give us 80 yards. That's all we need. We're not talking about 150 or what Swift did to us. Um, so I still think we can't abandon it fully. It just, especially when you got a shitty interior line, it's just like, it just doesn't line up. Um, now, as far as, you know, why did they do it? 
or why didn't they do this earlier? And we're talking not just Quasey, we're talking about Spillman too. You know, the thing is, they have put the draft capital in it. We documented the last year, only Indianapolis, um, which they, they had a good line there for a while, only Indianapolis had more uh, draft picks on the offensive line than us. And if you look at what's supposed to be the the line, you know, the starting five, you have first and second rounders. All of them are first and second rounders. So we've done that part, but the other part is let's bring in a vet that has tape in the NFL. He's 28 years old. Let's do that. You know, we can, we can balance it. It can't be all just through the draft. And I think that's been the biggest mistake. And a lot of people always knee-jerk to the Cousins' contract, but yet we'd be sitting there with this money. And, and when you have future money, too, I mean, we pushed up his money this offseason to get to, like, 41 mil next year, right? And we still have a bunch of money. So we keep saying, or not we, but people keep saying it, and it's just misinformation. If you don't like cousin school, but don't make up a bunch of fucking lies. We've had this money. We should have already signed this. And this goes for fucking, you know, the guy before him, too. Good old, uh, you know, seventh rounder guy. It's just, it, 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 it's pretty crazy. But we'll see. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But I don't see it getting any worse. But I'll tell you what. Um,. Yeah, Addison, dude. If you look at Percy and Sammy White, good old Sammy White. I mean, that, that that's where he's lining up with right now through two games. He, he's having – and by the way, Jefferson did uh, reach that 5,000 quickest since uh, some dude way back in the day. So, you know, he, he's balling. That's There's no, you know, big secret there. He's a baller. But we're 0-2, right? And some of these stats, when we say, oh, there's a 12% stat, we do have to remember there's 17 games rather than 16. So that you got to at least put that in the equation. But when you go 0-3, and, and that kind of leads us to our, you know, previewing and predicting this game, when you go in 0-3, that is really, really, really rough. Even in an 8 or 9 and 9 and 8 potential to win the North Division, it's still pretty tough. Um, and so – this game, this home game with the Chargers is a must win because then you have a winnable game next week. And then you go KC. You got K, basically Carolina, KC, Chicago, San Francisco. If you went two and two in there winning this one, then you hit an area where Green Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, Chicago, you, you start to hit an area where you can actually put some wins together especially if we had a better offensive line at that time. But it is a uh, as much of a must-win as there is right now for the Vikings sitting at 0-2, my friend. It is a must-win. Week three, NFL season. It's a must-win. It's a trap game. I don't know, but it's a, it's a must-win. You're right, because you do follow it up with Carolina, which is a, you can win that game too, and you, then you go and even the record, and you got a couple tough games, KC, San Francisco, I think. Um San Francisco going to see a lot of the same problems I think you'll see against the Eagles, but that's uh, for another day. Um, yeah, I want to say San Diego Superchargers, but it's the Los Angeles Chargers at this point, and we'll see where they are 10 years from now. Um, look, if you go with what we've done so far, I don't like our chances in this game, but 
you went and you signed Reisner. Um, you've got some changes uh, coming on the. I don't know if Darius back or not. That'll be a huge part of 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 how this game ends up. But San Diego's not San Diego. There I did it. Los Angeles is not playing that well right now. I think they're zero two as well. So they're hungry. They need a win. Um, but I like us at home, Chris. I do. I think that. I think that's just the way it bounced back. I'm not going to say it's going to be a sterling effort or anything like that, but I think we're going to eat this one out. Um, I like, you know, they don't have a terribly great defensive line. They don't have a terribly great offensive line. They've got some pretty good offensive linemen, but so do we. Um, so uh, I think it's a bounce back, I guess, if you will, or, or a home. Now, this could also be the proverbial home egg that they lay, but I don't, I don't see that this week. I think, you know, they need to come out and win. They need to put Eagle 0-3 here, Chris, going to Carolina. Uh, you you know, might as well stay in Carolina. You might as well stay in Carolina, especially if you lose Carolina. Then you're 0-4, about to go 0-6 at some at that point. And then you hit that stretch that you're talking about. Um, but I don't think you're going to win six straight to even up the record. Right, you're yeah, yeah. you're going to be yeah, far. You know. six, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a must win. You're right. And I think they do win. I think – Probably, I'm not. I, I score maybe 28, something like that, and and hold them to 21. I guess is what I'm thinking. Um, they're gonna score. Herbert's a good quarterback. They've got receivers. Uh, they got Eckler, who's gonna get a couple touchdowns or one at least. He's tough to stop. If we can't stop the run, that's gonna be an issue. Yeah. But you know, we're at home. I gotta give us the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I think Vegas has a has us underdogs by six. Dead even. No, 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 no. I thought we were dead. It, it we opened were. at it matters where you look, but it opened anywhere from like a, a one and a half to minus or plus either way, but it's dead even right now. Okay, well I like us I like us as three point favorites. I'll say that. We win, field goal, something like that, maybe a touchdown. Um but uh, I think you know, we'll run the ball more effectively. Um I think Addison has a big game. I, th- I thought uh, Hawkinson the last game had an unexpected really nice game. Um so I think you know I like us there. I think it's a bounce back old school Zimmer type bounce back and I think we win. Uh my score will be 27-24 something like that. Yeah, like you said they are own two which I would actually rather face a 2 and 0 team or 1 and 1 to be honest with you because of that desperation. Both teams know holy shit we really have to win this game. Now, they're 0-2 with zero turnovers this year. They have yet to commit a turnover, uh, which is like, huh, well, odds odds tell you that they're going to at least have one in this one. Like you said, it is a much lesser defense than we're facing comparatively, not just this last week, but Tampa as well, right? They don't have the – both these – the Tampa and, and Philly, the, the, the stars on their rotation, they may be young – uh, Tampa in certain ways, no doubt, on the, on the roster, but they got studs on that defense. And one of them, obviously, you know, went to high school around here. But, but yeah, it's much lesser of a defense. So I think we'll be able to mix it up. Like you said, I think we will be able to run. I hope we get some more QB hits. But, yeah, their defense is, is pretty damn bad. So I got the Vikes winning as well. I got it 30-27. to 27. I wouldn't be like surprised if we went to OT to be honest with you just because like I said that 0-2 both 0-2 teams 
it just it does bother me. Like I said, I said this before, like to somebody earlier, and they're like two and zero. But why would you want to face two and zero? Well, first of all, two and zero doesn't mean shit. Just like you know, one and one. Like I'd rather not face another desperate team, dude. They're, we're all like you know, hungry bears or something out in the woods. Like first flesh that I see, I'm getting. To me, it's just it's a little shaky. But I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it'll be uh, thirty to twenty seven. And they'll get the job done, and and then I think they can win at Carolina. We'll see, obviously, but um, things could happen <laughs> in that in that game where it's like, you know, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna knock on wood without saying it. Okay. Um. So one game at a time. We can take one game at a time here. Work yeah, our way right. back. Work yeah, our way I'm back to 500. The That's balls, what we're doing. The program I already got us at 500. I gotta slow down. I gotta slow. Thank you. Uh, because if you drop this one, Chris, and you go oh, to yeah. Carolina on three, and then yeah, yeah, we already went down there. It's, it's just not. It's, it's not pretty. Let's talk no, about it. It's not. And then you can start to go. Hmm. Okay. Now where are we at? This is a different place now. Um, but on to the Gophers. Uh, mistake ridden. Uh, inconsistency early and late. Just um, really bad throws here and there. Uh, the quarterback, we know. I wish no one would have gave him that Greek rifle thing because now he, he needs to rifle everything in. It's like, dude, you got to learn touch. He's a youngster. He's not even a full year of starter, meaning 12 games. So, but he, he needs to learn touch. And then when he did get, you know, taken off the field for cramps, cramps or whatever, that ball that the backup running quarterback, yeah. Kramer, who's been in front, that ball was just he ridiculous. Yeah. It was exactly. Thank you. It was a punt because the dude I mean, Jackson had a beat. It's a touchdown. There's another touchdown earlier. There was first downs all over the place. And I'll say this: um, the quarterback Ethan, he did Cal Max. He did say, "No, no I don't want to hear anything else. I fucked up. This is me." Period. Point blank. Now, you know, early in the game. Did the defense give up some plays we don't normally see? Yeah, but they tightened up. They tightened up, and they, it was right there as a one-score game for a long time, and we just couldn't get over the hump offensively. I like how we're at least trying to pass more, um, and I think that's going to take some time. But you can't beat a ranked team with a better defense than it has been in the last few years uh, like that. You just can't. He missed too many throws. Too many bad plays in general. Once again, though, man, there's certain plays that Taylor, this youngster, running back, true freshman, thinking it's not just getting another hundred yard rushing and freshman of the you know week at the Big Ten. This guy is he is a difference maker, man. So I'm really happy. Like when you look at the skill positions in in a lot of these positions this year and next year. And even the year after, if you look at the eligibility on this team, you're like, man, uh, this is something. But, yeah, they are going to have to uh, tighten up on that because, like I said, just a little bit of touch, young man. We know you got a rifle. I mean, we've seen great throws. I think, you know, was it a you know a service or a disservice for, to throw him in the fire in the whiteout at Penn State? I'm still thinking about that. It's like. You know, maybe it's That's a little question. too much to put it on him right away like that. And, you know, I, I it's just one of those things, shell shock, a little thing. Go, you know, I don't know. But obviously North Carolina is not Penn State in a whiteout. But 
I thought defense played well enough to win that game. I'm not going to put anything on the defense. We got some turnovers. You're going to give up some stuff. They got a great quarterback there. Yeah. They got guys that can catch the ball. I thought the quarterback made some plays you're not going to see in the Big Ten. You just won't see guys throwing like that. Uh, maybe Ohio State will throw like that. Kid from Michigan is not even able to make some of those throws. And I'm thinking about the one in particular touchdown pass. I think we're yeah. at, they were at the 20 and he just dropped it right over. Looked like a linebacker. Just a beautiful ball in there. That Wasn't he on just, the move too? Yeah. And yeah. It's like, okay, you're not going to, you won't see that again this season. So you are the second quarterback in the draft. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. gotcha. No, I thought we sacked him enough times. We put pressure on him. I thought that, you know, defense yeah. wasn't the problem here. It was the mistakes on offense. Yeah. And a lot of the mistakes were Calic Manis. And all right. So you give him, you know, like you said, he's young. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of starts under his belt. Uh, thank you, Tanner Morgan, for your 17 years of service. <laughs> um, and you know you're making it up for as he goes along. I thought, I thought the game went really different than I thought it would because I didn't think we'd come out throwing. I think we talked last week about how I thought we'd just run the ball, run All the right. ball, run the ball, keep their offense off the field. I don't know why uh, we didn't take that approach, but we didn't. Uh, particularly with this running back, that I feel the same way you do about him. My only real concern about him is the transfer portal. I'm still a little bit sore from losing Bucky. Yeah, but we don't have Mo coming back, so that's a little different. Bucky wouldn't have left, you know. Well, he probably would have left, actually. So, you know, that's the thing that's always kind of hanging over my head now when you get, like, a good freshman back. It's like, oh, well, yeah, is he going to go to Bama or Oregon or, you know, who else needs a back in around the country is willing to pay. Uh, Nonetheless, we have him for this season, and he's been sensational. Because remember the first game, Chris, we thought, ah, we don't know if we have a running back, you know. And I I just him, you know, put him in that much. Right. So. Uh, but finally he's in the road to, he's, you know, he's playing as a lead back. And I think, you know, some great runs. Um, but I just, you know, I guess my long story short on that game is it just went completely opposite as I thought it was going to go and opposite to what I thought logically would make sense about playing them. And I don't know why, because it's like, you know, we run as much or more than the service academies. And all of a sudden you're in a game where you need to do that. Why are you not doing that? And why are you out here throwing? What are you, what are you trying to prove? You've got a pretty much a freshman quarterback, and as far as the starts go, and you're going up against uh, what might be the second pick in the draft. Uh, it right. makes sense to I'm me. So it just it was uh, counterintuitive to me the whole way that game went, and that's um, like you know obviously you just sit back and go well let's see, and it didn't work out. I mean you got beat badly. Where Let's say you go the other route, Chris. You lose by three. You lose by seven. It's a little bit closer game. Maybe not as high scoring. Defense doesn't lose any confidence. It's just, to me, total counterintuitive game plan. Um, and I guess they got what they asked for. If you're going to try to shoot out with this kid, you're not going to win that game. And I'm kind of in between because there was just too many guys open. And so had he hit those, maybe we, we would have went back to the run more. You never know. Um, I'll say this though, when we played, first of all, throwing the 44 freaking times at a tight game against Nebraska didn't make any sense to me. But then Ohio, I get how you're going to run a lot, but since we're not a great passing team yet, or even very good, let's put, let's take great out of it. Just very, because all we got to be is very good. Why not just throw a, a couple more times in the red zone, or why not just just let's practice? I know you don't want to put too much on film, but dude, it's hard to if you're not doing it, 
outside of practice, not doing it in a real game, then all of a sudden they ask you to do it on the road against a raked opponent, it gets a little funky. So I'm kind of in between there. You do make a good point about um, the game plan, but, man, there's like four or five passes that if he completes three out of those five, it's a different game. And, and maybe we do go back to it. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I like the willingness to know – that we have to change our offense. I do like that, and they're doing it. But, yeah, we got to find that in between because, yeah, week one, all pass. Week two, all run. You know, it is, it's been a little funky, and this is about with the schedule. It was always going to be a tough year, but it is kind of the ups and downs. Like, you know, I don't mean to repeat what P.J. Flex says, but he did, yeah, I said it's going to be up and down. It is true with the roster we have. But, man. The potential on this roster, and it's not just off of a four-star or something like that. We've seen it. We've seen it do it in a game now, So, and not just the quarterback. So, you know, honestly, it'll after that Michigan game, it'll come down to if we beat Iowa, you know, for this year. It, it really will. But um, they will win the Northwestern game. Northwestern obviously had uh, their coach leave after being there for a – quite a long time and uh they are you know they they look kind of ugly early it seems like that group's kind of tightening up because they know hey you know we're not this bad of a team type thing so maybe it'll be a grind out in the first half or whatever I wouldn't doubt if we do run the ball 50 times or whatever 40 something times but I do think they'll beat Northwestern but yeah it is it is kind of just fine tuning this offense and uh but like you said, when you got bread and butter, it goes good with, you know, mashed potatoes and, and some meatloaf. You know what I mean? So why why change it? You know, why change it, you know? I think you're right about Northwestern. I think we will win. But, you know, maybe he's just thinking if we got to become a passing offense, we got to pass the ball to do it. And he's right. just like reckless abandon. Like, all right, Ethan, you're going you're gonna to throw the ball because yeah. that's what we do now. And you're going to keep throwing it, and he's stubborn just like he's stubborn with the run. Maybe he's just yeah. stubborn with the pass now, you know. Because yeah. I think, you know, with the changes in the conference coming, you got to throw that's, the ball. That's a great point. That's you a know, great point. You can't just be, you know, three yards in a, in a cloud of dust like the old Big Ten anymore with, with USC and UCLA and Washington and Oregon coming in. It's you know, they're going to bend to the big to the Big Ten style in a way, and you're going to have to bend to their style a little way. It'll be a little bit of you know six and one half dozen of the other there, and so I, I get the logic in trying to move to that. But you know, if you're going to win a ball game here, you know, right. one ball game down in North Carolina, to me, it's you know, you go, you know, sixty forty run, seventy thirty run on that one, and just eat the clock and run the ball, and you, you know, maybe you lose by three, or maybe you win by six, or you know. But you keep right. the, the score short and blah, blah. I've gone on about it enough. But I think we beat Northwestern. And you know, unless we try to throw the ball 90 times, and then, <laughs> you know, maybe things will happen. I don't know. But I guess, you know, sacrifice for the future is, I guess, a good way to put it. And you're right about these athletes quickly, Chris. I mean, Daniel Jackson has proven to be a great receiver. Um, you've got good receivers out there. The line is a quality Big Ten line. Uh, defensively, Chris, I've been surprised by Ja Joyner. And the Baugh kid, 93, it brought him up last week, too. This kid looks like an NFL defensive lineman. Yeah, they're making plays. Like you said, we got two turnovers, dude. 
Yeah, you something know? I've been yeah. waiting to see out of this. And, and that's the real test of college football. We talked about this years ago. It was like it all comes down to who can get the defensive line kids. And it's always Bama. It's always Clemson. It's always Ohio State. It's always the blue bloods get the defensive line. And that's what changes. Uh, that's what makes you blue blood. And uh, so maybe we snuck one through here. I don't know, but we'll see how the rest of the season goes. And you're right about the Iowa thing in Wisconsin. Uh, but you're right. It's going to be tough. We got Michigan. We got High State. We got some guys. But, yeah, I think, you know, started off this week, Northwestern, don't throw the ball, you know, more than 60% of the time, you know, Fleck. And, and I think we'll be all right and win this one. We're going to go shotgun formation, <laughs> five wide receivers. Like, what What are we doing, Fleck? What are we, air raid, yeah. Yeah, air raid all of a sudden. They're trying to put the air raid in Wisconsin. Uh, it's not going that way. Um, so, yeah, we will be back next Monday. And all we can say is hopefully we're 2-0 and in the Vikings and Gopher uh, week-by-week season. We'll see you next Monday. Peace.